now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got the one and only, our Sigma. Hiya, papaya. That's, I like that. (laughs) You know what? People get the reference. They played it this weekend. I haven't played it yet. (laughs) They got that far. It's only like chapter five. I haven't touched it yet. I, hopefully by hopefully by uh, Monday I will. What, what are you talking about? Fire Emblem. It just came out. Also, we've got the bubbly as always, Claude. Hi! All right. Welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, where we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. We're happy to have you here today. Yes, yeah, Fire Emblem came out. I haven't played it yet. I've downloaded it. I have not played it yet. I started Thursday because I got the Japanese version mm-hmm. and... I'm not that far. I'm only like on chapter eight. Yeah. Do you like it? Is Are the mechanics interesting? I'm enjoying it. It kind of feels like Fire Emblem 8, like Sacred Stones, but mm. made after Awakening and Fates, if that makes sense. I know what you mean, because like after Awakening, that's like that's like a turning point in Fire Emblem mm-hmm. because they were going to end the franchise and they're just like, we'll just make every game like Awakening. So there's a lot of things from Awakening that just carry over all the time now. Yeah, like it uses the party structure of Fates kind of, where it's like, oh, we just go around, find a bunch of royals, and then the retainers join us too. And that's our party. It's like, oh, okay, sure. I'm okay. I'm really okay with that, though. It, it's nice and simple. So it's like, it's a, it's a fun time, though. That's a fire, that is a fire emblem game. So I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. Pokemon wise, though, anything fun? Interesting? I've been playing Pokemon Picross again, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I wish they'd come out with a new one of those, actually. I kind of do too. Uh, it was, it didn't need to be free to play. I would have preferred it to be like a $10 release. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I've, I've been playing some Crown Zenith on TCG Live with all the bugs. It's great. Are there many bugs right now? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. It turns, I think Sky Skillstone right now works on uh, every single yeah, Pokemon yeah. and not just basic Vs. Yeah. I, I had a, I forgot what it was I was searching for and I couldn't select my energy as an option to pick. Yeah. That happens a lot too. I haven't had any issues since, like, December. I've had a lot of issues with life. I went back to PTCGO as a result. Like, December, it was December was really bad because all of the popular decks crashed the game. Um, I like all the rewards from live, so I'm just going to keep playing live and collect everything. I did buy some, some Crown Zenith product physically, and I was just hoping Same. to... I, would, I just wanted the Zamazenta. I want nothing else. I need, like, one Zamazenta from that set, and that's all I care about, and I didn't pull it. I think it's only like two bucks on TCG player, but you know. Yeah. I know, I know, but like part of me is like, maybe I'll pull like the cool Luminion too at the same time. See, I, I got the Altart Zera Aura V-Star, which I think is, looks really cool. Yeah, it does. And I'm just hoping I can trade it off to somebody. I'm cool. It's in, I'm cool. that I'm happy that that is actually in a set now. I mean, that deck is really cute and I w- really want to see it do okay. And maybe it will with like the electric support we're getting. See, I really like a lot of the, a lot of the electric support that we're gonna get. Granted, just being Maridon and the the little electric thing, but I'm excited to play Rotom. I just need to collect three Rotom Vs, and I will be a happy camper. The Vs are the V stars. 
Or V-Stars. V-Stars. I have four Vs. What am I talking about? I was trying to get the Zamazenta because I was going to go to League on Monday and play it. I didn't go this week just because, I don't know, it's just a lot of work to go to League. <laughs> See, I-, I found a whole bunch of leagues <clears throat> in my area, which, which made me really excited. Like, oh, I can pick any day I want to when I'm free and go. Yeah. Which is nice. I mean, we kind of have that. It's just some of them are farther away than others for me. So, like, I don't want to... Some of them are like a 30-minute drive as opposed to, like, the one that's right next to my job, right? So I could, like, just go right after work. See, all of mine are twenty minutes in traffic. See, that if that was the case, I'd probably, I'd probably be like you. But most of mine are like on the other side of town or something, and I don't really want to drive all the way over there. I have a couple of those, but it's just a matter of how much do I feel like traveling on any specific day, and if I want to go. Because for me, it's not like as much of a social event as I want it to be. Because I say this a lot, but like my friend circle's full. I really don't want to have to make new friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't want friends. I just want to play Pokemon. Yeah, no, I do go to play Pokemon. I, I don't know. It, I would be more enthused about going if one of my existing friends was also going. Mm-hmm. Yes, that would that would be nice, but it's that's just not. So what I'm saying, Claude, is you need to move to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Texas went well. I mean, our winter this year hasn't been that bad. Like it was 55 the other day. Yeah, honestly, Sigma, you just need to move closer to me, and then we'll just go to league all the time. <laughs> That's what we should do. Mm. Or we pretend to meet in the middle and we go to Columbus. <laughs> I could play Arceus Duraludon in person. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right? gosh. I play a lot of things in person because I have a problem. So I, I think last week I played, not this past week, but the week before I played Galarian Weezing for funsies. Ooh, oh, no. that's mean. I mean, I'm much better at it online, I think, than in person. I need to get better at sequencing, I think. So this week I, I found a cute little deck list that's Lugia Flying Pikachu. I, I believe what? that exists. I believe that exists. And it works okay. It really, it stops Lost Box in its tracks. It's pretty cute. See, I have a great Lost Box versus Lugia matchup online, and then in person, I'm like 0-4. Oh, yeah, I know. Hmm. There's a definite difference between playing in person and playing online. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know what it is, and once I figure out what my problem is, then I'll be better. See, this is why I just want to play Rotom, because this way I have a good Lugia matchup all the time. <laughs> I kind of want to play Lost Box, though, with the new Zamazenta. The new Zamazenta has me pretty hyped for Lost Box. It's okay. I might try to go find it somewhere by either buying more Pokemon packs this weekend, because I don't think the store that does our singles has the product yet, because mm. uh, I know they usually wait a little bit to open product. I have three to four stores that are all within, like a 10 minute drive of each other like in a little loop and i'm tempted just to go explore and be like hey do you guys have this at all and if yeah. they do be like great if not be like boo yeah we have like two in town i'd say that do pokemon singles i guess there, there's technically a third one but they're very bad at having like anything you care about in stock i don't know that they open product but they buy product and they've got a lot of customers that'll open booster boxes and just pretty much sell everything after they get like their set their play mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. yep so they usually get a lot there, but then there's another one that actually opens product, and they have a they have a ton of cards typically, like some niche things. I have a hard time finding. Like I went in there to try to buy Galarian Weezings, I couldn't get them because they're just like, yeah, we just don't have those. You can get the shiny versions. I'm like, yeah, but the shiny versions are like five bucks, and the the non shiny versions are like a quarter. A quarter. <laughs> so I'm like, I really don't want to pay you know twenty times uh, what they're worth to to put them in my deck. I, I also have to talk about how incredibly upset I am that you guys talked about Ash. Oh, that's true. Last episode and didn't have me on for it. I was a little upset about that too, but it was what it was. <laughs> I spent my I've spent the majority of my life watching Ash. Me too. 
And it was heartbreaking to see him, you know, I mean, it was to, to, to know he's leaving. I will let you know that I do plan on doing a second episode once everything wraps up in Japan. Great. We'll make sure you're on that one, Claude. Thank you. The proper goodbye, you know. Goodbye round two, electric boogaloo. It's the goodbye after we know how, like, it went, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a good time. I'm hoping to go get those cards I need, because I'd love to play this week in person. I, I think if I just play more in person, eventually I'll get better. Oh, yeah. I do want to go to a regional. I think, I'm thinking about going to Fort Wayne at the end of March. Hmm. Uh, I was going to go to Knoxville, but I actually have a work trip, like, the weekend before, and then I have another work trip the weekend after. Ooh. I wanted to be at home. That's reasonable. <laughs> That's reasonable. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't really feel like getting back from my work trip, immediately going to Knoxville and then and playing Pokemon and then come back home and then mm. wait for another four days and then go to South Korea. Oh. Yeah, it's a it's a good work trip. I'm going to South Korea. It's going to be fun. Mm. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good time uh, promoting, promoting science, you know. Science. Nice. Science. Yep. But yeah. All right. Well, well, I guess on that note, I just want to play some Pokemon. Let's let, <laughs> let's talk some Pokemon. I mean, I want to play too, but let's talk Pokemon. Yeah, let's talk some Pokemon. So let's go uh, kick over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Welcome to the news. There's things to talk about, kind of. So, first off, the next set of Netflix episodes is set to drop on February 24th for the US, but apparently it's already in Canada. So, pull, dust off your VPNs and go watch the next episode, the next few episodes of Pokemon Journeys. I don't know how far it goes, though, to the end, because I think we're like, so, we're something like nine months behind the anime in Japan. I yeah, think. we are. Quite a bit. It, it, it's taking a while because it took forever for them to get that Arceus. They premiered it at Worlds. It was like four special episodes. Or- it was its own special thing, though. It wasn't. No, no, it's it's considered a special, right? Not like a. It released on Amazon Video in Japan. Like it wasn't on television. Yeah, it was on Amazon here in the U.S. as well. It wasn't even on Netflix. It's very confusing. It, it, took, it took a while to get to Netflix, but it got there. Uh, it's just so confusing. I don't like it. Get rid of it. <laughs> I, I think they were just like, we don't know what to do. How does the anime promote our next game? And then they're just like, well, we'll kill off Ash. And that's how we do it. And we start the anime five months after the game's release. It's fine. I I honestly think there is just like a lot of struggle bus to try to get everything transitioning. Because I honestly think Gen 9 is just like, here's new Pokemon. Go have fun. I wouldn't be shocked if they want to outsource more animation and they, because of all the ND acquired to get them out. Uh, that's very possible. Because I know that's what One Piece does and they're enough. So I wouldn't be shocked if Pokemon has to do that more and they can't do, they can't do it early on because all of the NDAs that would be involved with using new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. All right. Well, moving on, I believe this is Claude. We have Scarlet and Violet news. Yes, we do. Uh, Greninja is coming to seven star raids next weekend. Next weekend. This this upcoming weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This coming weekend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're waiting to see full move set for full recommendations. I believe it's confirmed. Type Terra Poison. We know poison. That's all we know. Uh, we don't know if it's physical, mixed. There's probably going to get shot. your water absorbed. Claude Zyre's ready to eat it alive. Klefki and Claude Zyre, the two I'm looking at, but we'll. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be that one's gonna be nuts. 
Also, it's probably not Battle Bond. I've seen a lot of people asking about that, and the answer is it's probably not. I assume not. I would assume Protean. Because you can breed Protean. You cannot breed Brett. Yeah, you can't breed Battle Bond. That's, uh, that's, our, that's my official call. That's our guess. We never know. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Pokemon Go! Yay! Woo. Uh, so, more information about the Hoenn Tour came out. I think we I missed it last week, but the tickets are only $5 again, which is oh, great. Oh, that's cheap! I think, yeah, last year they raised it to like $12 or something, Yeah, it was like something insane. And it was worse because they had already given out Shiny Celebi, so nobody cared about yeah. <laughs> like Apex Shadow Pokemon, who cares? No one cares. Yeah, but also, yeah. they announced about Primal Reversion, which will be coming. And uh, it'll work essentially like Mega Evolution, where there's a cooldown and you get boosts when you Mega Evolve them. It's the uh, same the exact- thing? What? It's mostly the same thing. Because Kyogre also boosts Bug and Electric types, which makes sense because those are the other things you find in it's Rain. It's like the Rain, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and Groudon also boosts Grass types because Sun. Checks out. <laughs> this all checks out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They'll also have Precipice Blade and Origin Pulse when you. <coughs> uh, I hate. I hate when Pokemon Go does this because it's like it. Make it just reminds me that those things existed and I no longer have them, and it makes me mm. sad. Because mm. I. I don't know. Like Origin Form Groudon or Primal Groudon just makes me happy. It, it's like Primal Groudon been. might. Primal Groudon might still be better than Zacian. Uh Possibly. It definitely actually, is yeah. now with the nerve. In Gen 8, if it yeah. existed, I think it might have been better than Zacian's. That's true. Uh, which is uh, saying a lot. Oh, also in cra- in, uh, also in Pokemon Go, the Crackling Voltage event runs from January 27th through February 5th and introduces Shiny Helioptile and Shiny Tapu Koko to the game. Uh, there's also going to be a Rocket event from February 1st to February 5th that changes Giovanni's Pokemon to Registeel. Ooh. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah, all the other standard Rocket stuff. Yeah. The big oh. thing is Registeel. All right, Claude, tell us some more about the TCG. Sure. There's a new battle pass on TCG Live. Uh, that if you, <clears throat> I think if you just sign in, you get the Flying Pikachu RCS Hisuian Decidueye Worlds deck that won from last year, like just for free. Um, you also get a, an origin form Palkia deck at rank 25 on the free side. And if you pay for the battle pass, you get a free Galarian Weezing Eternatus deck, uh, and with a whole bunch of, like special art cards in it because you know TCG Live prices don't, and a Mew V Max deck at level twenty five on the, on the battle pass. They just straight up give you like a bunch of trainer, and I love. Oh it. yeah, um, well, it's because the uh, like the prices don't matter on live. Also, they're rotating, so who cares? <laughs> like, are they? Well, they'll rotate in a few months. Like, who cares if they give you the silver with Crobat? They're gone. Oh, that one. <laughs> oh, those. I'm thinking like the alt art Genesex and Gold V Max. Like that's gonna oh. be around for a little bit. Oh, those are. The Mew deck isn't going anywhere. <laughs> no, the Eternatus Weezing one is. That one gives you Moonbreon, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Rotation's going to kill a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Galarian Weezing great. and Eternatus are both gone. Like, you yeah. still have Samurott and, like, a 1 1 or Umbreon, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things that are going to be bad. All the special energy. Yeah. Well, until all the they, special energy. Yeah. Except I wouldn't for be surprised if there's more out. special energy on the, on the horizon because they seem to do that every, every, like, block, you know? Where, mm. like, the second or third set typically just drops, like, here's special energy. Or starts dropping it. Like, yeah. The, yeah. the colored special energy takes higher. Yeah. There's out, usually, like, but... a colored special energy by the end of the first year. So, hopefully, I we be get surprised. a rainbow energy again. Because Regigigas yeah. is dead. And... Oh, yeah. Same with Lugia. Yeah. Lugia has to run, like, single strike. 
Mm-hmm. Don't lurk if they want to keep going. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> or fusion strike. I've seen Luke Kim Mew as a thing, but it just feels. I, I feel like bad. you should just that play feels, fusion strike. <laughs> I feel like you should just play Mew. I feel like you should play yeah. Mew then, right? Like I don't think you need the Lugia to give you the consistency. Maybe if you just play Meloetta. If you play Meloetta without the Mews, maybe you. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of excited for the meta to slow down anyway. Like Lugia is really fast, and I don't know how I feel about it entirely. <laughs> I'm okay with Lugia as an engine staying with all of its power disappearing. <laughs> yes. No, I, I think if powerful energy didn't exist, I would I would feel a lot better, you know, about Lugia. It's, it, if it's not hitting the actual that it needs to, it's like, okay, go. Go right yeah. ahead. Hit me with your V-Guard and gift energies. Yes, absolutely. I'll take those all day. Uh, okay. Uh, on to more TCG stuff. Rainbow Rares are dead. As Yay. Uh, everyone's happy. So many we people have are happy. now. We have alt arts now. No one has to be sad about opening the but rainbow. What rares. am I gonna do with my rainbow rare furzoed girl? Throw I have in the trash. two rainbow rare Serenas. I I hate. Them. Uh, <laughs> at least they got rid of them. Nobody liked them. Nobody. Nobody. And they were like the big pull of the box. And it's like, I know. Oh, no. <laughs> Nobody but liked yeah, now, them. Now they're cute alt arts like Arvin making a sandwich. Like yeah. rejoice. I'm happy. And also, in case anyone was worried about not having a Charizard card for too long, That's Japan has announced a new set in July called Pokemon Card 151. Well, let me guess the original 151. Yeah, I well, there's a, there's a I think Charizard. everyone assumes that's what it is, which there's means a, Charizard. I think they confirmed there's a Charizard EX, a Blastoise EX, and like a Venusaur EX. At okay. least. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm not sure. They know they can make money off of it. The, well, the no. thing that I'm, I'm most upset about is, I don't know, like, I'm bummed, like, when Pokemon Co comes or when Pokemon Home compatibility comes out finally, we're not gonna be able to bring over Blastoise and Venusaur, but we are able to bring over Charizard. I'm really bummed about that. Like, I don't know why what made them think that was an okay thing to do. I mean, they might update Venusaur and Blastoise might be in the update. Like, I, I'm assuming in update one point two they will add at least them and maybe a couple other Pokemon. Or maybe at least Blastoise. Uh maybe not Venus. Venusaur warp swarm. Venusaur is Venusaur is very good. Uh Venusaur is the reason why you wouldn't want to add the Kanto starter. Uh, <laughs> Venusaur is to, I think, has been consistently the best Kanto starter. There's a blip for Charizard, but it took it getting two two mega evolutions. Charizard, Charizard's okay, but he doesn't warp metas without a meta. Venusaur yeah. warps metas. Yes, especially when Sun teams are already going yes. to be super strong yes. with Paradox mm. Pokemon. Like mm-hmm. they don't, they don't need. All right, well, Puckles. Uh, well, let's do Puckle news real quick first. Um, I believe we've got EUTC starting soonish. We've got some tentative dates. Yes, but- signups are gonna be mon or today. Sign up should be up. They're Sign already up. up. They're already up. Yay! <laughs> Yay! It's gonna be uh, OU. We're gonna do it on Showdown uh, because you can't play OU anywhere else, and it's a little bit easier to jump into that way. We'll, we'll get some sample teams and stuff out for people to play around with. I think first round is gonna be February sixth to February twelfth, and uh, we can have some funsies. Yep. Your team can change every round. Yep. Like, um, yeah. Until you get to until you get to brackets. Yeah. <laughs> then we ask people to submit a team to us. And are we going to yeah. do open team uh, sheets for that? I guess it depends on what OU decides <laughs> at some point. Uh, yeah. No, we're we're going to do uh, what's it called replays. Yeah, there's going to be replays. So okay. Yeah. I was just <laughs> I was just thinking old. for like Terra types. You know, I don't know if we if we do open team sheets for that or not. Uh, we can decide. Oh, we'll on we'll that. talk about it. We'll decide on it by the time <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Uh, okay. For the Swiss rounds, probably not. Uh, yes, okay. this runs now. Because yeah, we're not yeah. collecting teams for this. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no. All right. And then finally, Puckle's Pokey prediction. 
How many more mainline releases do you think will release on Switch? Ooh, that's a good question. Are we counting DLC? I'm pretty sure we'll get some sort of DLC. Oh, I don't count the D- DLC. DLC will come out, but like... I also wouldn't count a port. I would not count it if they released Red and Blue just straight up on the eShop. What about what about BDSP? Is that a port? <laughs> BDSP, no. I would count. I, w- I would count like uh, if they did Heart Gold Souls. I, I think so, we it, will it, at least get a Legends game. I think we'll get a Legends game. For sure. I think we will get one other type of game, at least on the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. It depends what they do after the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, I hope it's just even a like, bigger Switch. Even like but. the post-Switch rumors are still r- rumors. Uh, mm-hmm. I, don't like, I don't think they want to switch from the Switch. I think the Switch has been so successful that... I Okay, so hear me out, Claude. I don't think you do a Switch. I think you do, like, you do a cell phone model, which they kind of did with the 3DS, where they... Where they just made like the new 3DS. Hopefully, they have better marketing for the Switch if they do it. Um, yeah. But where it's an upgraded Switch, so it's still backwards compatible, does all the things. But we can they can make more powerful games if they want to. I I, yes. I see I see it kind I, of I as can, like I, the expansion pass pack that they made for the N64, oh, so like right? Wii to Wii U. Uh, okay, the Wii U is horrible. Yeah, but with good bit. marketing. Yeah, uh, and yeah. popular. <laughs> more like the DS to the 3DS. I'm thinking more of like the 3DS to the new 3DS. Uh, okay. That that's more what I'm thinking. Because I'm I'm thinking like, all right, you can as long as everything is like I I'm totally on board with a. I think they'll do another Switch Plus or Switch Deluxe, yeah. Switch I, Pro. I I don't think some fancy name here. I don't. And it'll s- be the yeah. same console, but just bigger and. Better. Yeah. I don't I don't see a way for them to get away from the core hybrid. concept of the switch yeah. right where it's a hybrid between the handheld and the uh the dock i think that's what makes it so unique and work yeah, yeah I, I don't think there's a way they get rid of that i think that's it's kind of i guess i guess your analogy from like the Wii to the wii u is much more apt because the idea is like hey this is the same console but we added on a thing i could see them adding on a a thing you know um to the switch and being like this is a new console altogether haha or as much as it is a new console, it's going to be entirely backward compatible. Like in my mind, it's like going to PlayStation Two. Yeah, I I would hope like, I would hope in power. You're correct, but even then, like the Switch is still pulling up like amazingly pretty games. Exactly. Because well, I I I don't know. I think it would be who. Granted, from a money side, yes, make a new console. That's what they're gonna probably gonna do anyways. But like from a consumer side, mm-hmm. everyone pretty much has a Switch now, or a lot of people that want Switches have Switches. Mm-hmm. Well, so so the so rumor. The if rumor, you're going to do another one, you would want to keep it there. But like, all right, we've fixed all of the problems with the Switch that people were asking. Doubled the memory, doubled the like processing power, and now it can run all these games this much better. Here is the new Switch, and we're going to only do games that support the new Switch. You can play them on your old Switch, but it's just not going. That's how I think they get people to do it. Otherwise, they go with the whole, like, DS, 3DS method, where it's like, alright, cool, we're only making games for the new Switch now. Go buy another mm-hmm. <laughs> And <laughs> in my mind, as long as they can make it fit in the same dock, that oh, makes they have easy. to. No, if they, if the Switch, if the new one comes out and it fits in the same dock, that's what they need to do. I can, I can totally see them trying some other kind of gimmick, like, hey, here's like a sensor bar to plug in or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, because honestly, I the I... need another sensor bar, though. It kind of sucks without it. I'm not gonna lie. Have you tried? Have you tried Switch Sports Bowling? It's not fun. I haven't touched. Uh, I haven't touched Switch Sports. I thought it was. I, I didn't think it. Was. No. <laughs> it made me wish I, I don't had have... a Wii Remote. It really made me wish I had a Wii Remote. I don't have the space for that. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I could see them trying to do like a VR add-on. That's about it. That I could see. I could see them leaning I more into. See that. 
instead of just being a cardboard app like yeah it comes like with the, the switch vr might be the next that's- i could see them doing that with the console being slightly more powerful it can handle vr and here's your headset that you can plug in yeah. mm-hmm. i guess yeah. Th- now that would be super fun to be like all right cool here we're gonna port all of these old games but now they're in i mean I they already have that. vr for like breath of the wild on it yeah and mario that's- odyssey i think Never too mind. Mm-hmm. yeah it's weird it, like it was with Labo VR, so yeah, the Labo the Labo VR did it. Yeah, that's what Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee was VR. That, what, that might I have feel like that game way. would be a lot more fun if it was in VR. Maybe that would have helped it. That would have helped it. A lot yeah. of things would have. So uh, yes. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I think this is where we're gonna stop it, and we're gonna kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to a Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Thank you for that introduction. We're going to jump right into it. Our first question this week is going to come to you from Bird Trainer Faye. Only one Paradox Pokemon is apparently related to a genderless counterpart, i.e. like uh, Iron Bundle to Delibird. Who's that Pokemon? Who is genderless? Repeat the question. Only one Paradox Pokemon is apparently related to a genderless counterpart. Kind of like, in terms of related, like, you know, the Pokemon they're based off of, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we, we want to know who that Pokemon is. Which which uh, Paradox Pokemon that is. Okay, so we can get right, rid of four of them from Donphan and Volcarona, right? Yep. And it, it can't be a Gallade, or the Iron Valiant, or Salamence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I have to... Oh, it's Magneton. Go- Oh, yeah. Done. Uh, Sandy Shocks. Sandy Shocks is correct. All right. You guys are one for one. Our next question is going to come to you from Trev, the late night legend, only because I like this question. Which of the teachers in Paldea has more than one of the same species of Pokemon on their battle team? Oh, it's Dendra. She has two Tauros. Okay. Dendra is correct. (laughs) <laughs> Dendra, Dendra, the battle studies teacher, has two Tauros, both the fire and water type variants. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty quick. You guys are two for two. Your next question is your Pokedex entry question, as always. Uh, this one is going to come to us from the vast blobfish. Its brilliant diamond shining pearl entry reads, It looks as if it's always crying. It is actually adjusting its body's fluid levels by eliminating excess. Who's that Pokemon? Who's huh. that um- who looks like they're crying? It's um like uh, Wismer is up there, but I don't think Wismer's. I think answer. I thought it was Sobble. Sobble, yeah, okay. I, I would try Sobble. <laughs> this is from BDSP. Uh, oh, okay. Then uh, well, Wismer makes the most sense. I, I will. I will Wismer save is a Pokemon. You. I will Wismer save is you. a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try Wismer. <laughs> it's 
going Whisper? Whisper is not correct. This next entry is from Pokemon Shield. And it reads, this Pokemon lives in dry, rocky areas. As the, as its green spheres dry out, their dull luster increases. Huh. Green spheres? I, I'm very confused now. Uh, Can you repeat that one more time? This Pokemon lives in dry, rocky areas. As its green spheres dry out, their dull luster increases. Um... Gosh, I have absolutely no like has, idea. Has like, Solosis is the only thing I think of that's, like, a green But it's from sphere. Gen 4 or before. I know. <laughs> the only Pokemon I think of having green spheres has nothing to do with crying, because it... And it's even a shiny, so no, it wouldn't be Bronzor. Um, oh, and it's from the desert. Dry, rocky areas is not the desert, but... Sorry, dry, yeah. rocky areas. Um, That is throwing me for a loop now. Like, it wouldn't be... No. Vibrava doesn't have... Uh. Spheres? That's what's... Can I get the first entry again? It looks as if it's always crying. It is actually adjusting its body's fluid levels by eliminating excess. These dex yes. entries don't feel like they yeah. go to the same Pokemon at all. <laughs> it really doesn't fit for me. I don't... I have... Uh, it's If it's not Sobble... I mean, I... I, I do you want it? It can't be like, Wismer. Is, is there it, a, are there any baby Pokemon that it could fit to? Like, is Mime, Mime Jr.'s little ball on its head isn't, no. Um, oh, oh, I think I know what it is. It's Bonsly. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Bonsly is correct. Woo. Uh, Bonsly is this Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't that's feel a, bad Those were good entries. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't feel bad about forgetting it. Yep. We that, will give you, you guys are three. That's for a bad three. Pokemon. It's fine. <laughs> your next, uh, question is your multiple answer question. You can get up to three points here. There are, uh, there are one, two, three, four, five answers here. So if you give me all five, you get three points. For every two you get before that, you get one point. This is from the once and future gamer. In the Sinnoh games, there are five characters who partner up with you. These are known as the stat trainers. Which Pokemon does each of them use when teaming up with you in double battles? Okay, so we have Cheryl, who has the Blissey. Uh, is it a Chansey the first time Chansey. you do it, though? Chansey is the first one, yes. It's Chansey Riley, in the forest. Riley and Lucario. Uh, I said Riley and Lucario. Um, oh, what is her Mira, name the Arcanine? Oh, oh, yeah, that's Marley There's and There's Mira and a Kadabra. Mira and Kadabra. And Buck with his Claydol. Yes. That is What's four. the girl with the Arcanine? Uh, Marley. 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 I believe. She has what? What does Marley have? Arcanine. Arcanine. That is all of them. You are correct. You guys are uh, you guys are at six for four now. Knocking it out of the park. All right. Our ne- our last questions are based at question as always. And it's going to come from Snackard. What non-fully evolved flying type Pokemon has the highest base special defense? Ooh. S- not fully evolved. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's throwing me for a loop now. Is it flying type? Um... Let's think about this. Uh, so high special defense flying types. My first thought, that's not a legendary then, would be Mantine. So Mantike comes up in my mind. I would not be shocked if it was Mantike because Mantine's special defense is that high. <laughs> that's my first thought. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that would rival it as a not fully evolved Pokemon. Mm. But I think it's just Mantike. Uh, 
Yeah, it's weird for it to be a baby Pokemon for once. I guess the only other one that would come up would be Togetic, maybe? Oh, yeah. That thing has... That thing is all special defense, isn't it? Yes, but it's only good because of Eviolite. But that was its only stat when it was originally created, too. Um, like, it doesn't True. have speed. It doesn't have attack stats. It doesn't have... Its defense is just okay, and I think its HP is just okay. So it... Uh, uh, but, but I didn't think it was that good. I still thought... I still think Mantike has a better special defense. Okay, we'll go with Mantike. Mantike is I, correct. How close? Uh, I'm curious. <laughs> Mantike has a base 120. Uh, okay. The next up is Togetic with base okay. 105. Oh, 105, okay. And I following that up, by the way, is Ladybug and Scyther with base 80. How? <laughs> okay. <laughs> How did Scyther get here? <laughs> I'm more surprised by, I'm I'm more sure surprised by the Ladybug like than the Scyther. But, is yeah. Lady in 115? Hmm? Is Lady, Lady in 115? I have no idea. I, was I, only I don't other know the defense I can think of. I was like... <laughs> But yeah, it's that is uh, Pokemon. Oh, that gives you guys uh, six points, or not six points. You got the because you got them all right. So you're at no seven. So, so yeah, you hit eight. You hit eight today. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you hit eight. Um, you know, talking about a Pokemon that needs an evolution or some sort of buff, Ladian. Yes, yes, it has please. such a cool design, and I feel like it's just wasted. It is. It, it is. It is so bad. Even if you gave it huge power, it wouldn't help it. <laughs> it, it at least would. <clears throat> Do something. In our race to 40, we currently... It's still anybody's game still, by the way. In our race to 40. In first, we've got Linian with 32. In second, we've got Seth Vila with 31. In third, Shark Finnegan with 24. In fourth, Whimsicott with 23. In fifth, Dr. Shamu with 21. In sixth, Claude with 19. In seventh, we've got Sublime with 15. In eighth, we've got a tie between Mark and our Sigma with 14. In 10th, we've got Basket with 11, and in 11th, we've got Yashiro with 6, Every and that's everybody. Yeah, everybody's on the board. Okay, if you want more Puggles Pokey Quiz, you can go ahead and listen to us next week. We have another review this week from iTunes, from Boy Jeff. Amazing, five stars. I just started listening this year, but I've loved it ever since. Well, thank you for that, and if you would like to review us wherever you listen to the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It would help us out. On top of that, you might be able to be right on the show. Well, until then, we're going to kick it on over, guys, to the topic. Welcome to the topic. We haven't done one of these in a while, uh, but we're going to do our top Pokemon by type. This month, we're going to go through and we're going to do Dark Type. For those of you who haven't seen it, heard this type of episode before, what we're going to do is we're going to go around proposing a bottom and a top effort member for our top five and bottom five. And then after we fill up the list, we'll do one last round of honorable mentions to see if we can throw overthrow anybody. <laughs> of course, you guys are more than welcome to disagree with us and send in your top five and bottom five dark types to us at uh, pucklepodcast.gmail.com because I'm sure you will be upset about what we select. And uh, so... Dark types, uh, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of bad ones. So I've got, I've got a top. This is probably one of my, this Pokemon I think is actually like one of my favorite Pokemon, period. Like hard stop. Okay. I think, okay. But for alligator, it's not a dark type. <laughs> okay. I have, I can like more Pokemon that aren't for alligator. Is this a Gen 7 Pokemon by chance? No, it's not. Ooh, I'm excited. I, I, th this is Crocodile. Mmm. Ah. Crocodile, I it is just like I think it is my favorite Gen Five Pokemon. Period. 
is Crocodile. It's a very, very solid design. Yes. Uh, I, I really like Crocodile as well. It's a very good design, and it's a very good Pokemon. Done. Yeah, I, I'm okay with the The move pool is good. The move pool is good. The design is good. The character in the anime is good. It's always solid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a very well-designed Pokemon. Whenever I play a game and I run into a Crocodile or a Sandile, I get very happy because it means that the game is probably good. <laughs> I would nominate Crocodile for top five. I'm totally in for it. I I think it's better for that than it is for ground types. I agree. I agree. I think it's a dark type. <sighs> That's tough, though. I, I definitely use its dark type abilities more than the ground. Type. Hear, hear me out. It crunches. It crunches. Crunches a biting attack, and that is perfect for a crocodile. Yep. I. That's why I put it dark instead of ground. I agree. <laughs> crocodile makes it. I think crocodile. I, I think crocodile. I. I 100% it, it's, it's just a top tier Pokemon. I think. I can't think of anything better than crocodile. <laughs> Bottom five. I want to nominate Zarude. That's fine. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Zarude is one of my favorites. How dare you? It's a monkey. It doesn't feel like a mythical to me. It doesn't feel like a dark type, though. It's a grass type. Also, it's a grass dark type, which does not help it. <laughs> no, but it's not. It, it, it doesn't feel like a dark type. Is my going to be my fight for why it shouldn't be in the bottom here? It's very hard mm. for me not to make the bottom five all just grass dark types. <laughs> <laughs> because almost all of them are bad. There are a lot of them. <laughs> there are a lot of them, and not a lot of them are good. And I understand. I can think of a Pokemon who isn't so rude. That definitely deserves to be there, and I think we can all agree, but, like... I agree. I'm going to nominate one, but... <laughs> all right. So, 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 I understand, but if it's a dark type, I don't think Zarude fits that dark type. Which makes it a bad dark type. <laughs> Let your Zarude live another day. We can put it there for now, but I, I, I'm going to try and fight for my monkey. I'll let your Zarude live another day until we do the grass type one, and we just put it in the bottom there. <laughs> no, there's more grass types. It... I'll let it alone. But yeah, one of you gets to go now. I don't care who. No, if you want to put it there, I, I won't fight it. I mean, you just did fight it. I know, but like, I I think there's worse. I mean, there is. We got more rounds. We got more rounds. We got more yes. slots for him. Oh, I understand. I, I, we'll, we'll talk at the end and I will disprove Zarud after we get If you can get Zarud in number six, I, we can knock it out. Okay, that's all I'm Great. saying. All right. Awesome. All right. I'll, I'll pass my, I'll pass and I'll wait. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go next. And I don't know how it wasn't picked as one of our top poison types. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna nominate Alolan Muck. Actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. As one of the best, not only like regional variants, but it's just really cool. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I love Alolan Muck. I actually, no, my, fa- my favorite little piece of trivia about Alolan Muck is that the teeth are just like, are just like calcified trash or something. Something like that, yeah. It, it's so I love I love Alolan Muck. I I was actually really bummed when they didn't put Alolans in BDSP. Uh, that is that is a major disappointment. I was really bummed by that because Alolan Muck is actually really cool. I I really like Alolan Muck. I'm gonna find out exactly the teeth uh thing before I forget. Uh, let me see. Uh, they actually don't have it. Let's see. Huh? Yeah, there's definitely a thing. I th- I think somebody just tells you about it, maybe. Oh no, here it is. Here it's an ultra moon. It's ultra moon. Well, look like fangs and claws are actually crystallized poison that will afflict you at a mere touch. So don't get too close. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how we missed this on our poison deck. Uh, I think it's because there's better poison types than Alolan Muck, but Alolan Muck is a dark type. I can get behind. Okay. I can get behind that. 
Like it's just better Drapion. Uh yeah, it is. It is just be- it is just better Drapion. Yes. I, I I think it's arguably the best like competitive poison dark. I mean, outside of competitive, I also just think it's fun. It's just a gold design. It it shows what you can do with regional Pokemon. I think it is one of the poster childs for regional Pokemon. I I mean, to be fair, a lot of the Alolan Pokemon are that. Like you look at Alolan Ninetales and you look at Alolan Muck. Yeah, but then you look at Eradicate and Persian and you're like, why? That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, I, I I do think that I think that a lot of them though are like this is what Alolan Pokemon are or this is what regionals are. Like look at Marowak, right? Marowak is really good. Same with the even Raichu's. Yeah, I'm not mad about Raichu at all. Uh, I I hate that the reason it exists is because it ate certain pancakes. It's fine. <laughs> Everything else is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for worst, I also have a grass dark to dump, and that's Cacturn. Yes, I I knew that yeah, was coming. I knew it was coming. Yeah, Cacturn's in the bottom. Yeah. Not not only is it a bad Pokemon, but also it has a bad character in the anime devoted to it. Oh yes, god, that is also true. What was the guy's name? Was it Harley? Is it Harley? Is that Harley? It's Harley. Harvey or Harley? One. Of it's Harley. Two. It's not Harvey. Yeah. It's Harley. Okay. <laughs> Harley and his Cacturn. Him and his Cacturn onesie. I think Cacturn has some saving graces. You know that I just think it's. I think the design is somewhat cool, at least for Gen three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's that same problem of like I complain about Pokemon Legends Arceus having so many repeats of types when they introduce new Pokemon. Yeah, because like you look at. Uh, like, Sneasler upsets me, not because it's a weird design that kind of creased me out a little bit. They added Sneasler into a game that already had Croagunk and Toxicroak. <laughs> and then additionally, like, Hisuian Quillfish and Overquill gets added to a game that already had Skuntank and Drapion. <laughs> I'm just like, we don't need, like, more poison dark types, like, in this game. They they were in Sinnoh. They had to have the Sinnoh Pokemon there. Uh, yeah. No, no, I don't blame them. I just wish they would have, like, come up with different type combinations is all. Mm, fair. That's all. But yeah. All right, Claude, it's your turn. So one of my least favorite dark types came out this generation. Like, this newest generation. And I... Oh, I'm, I'm going least to best because okay. that's where my mind's at right now. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's Iron Jugulus. And I yeah. hate that thing with a burning passion. They took everything that was good about Hydreigon... And just got rid of it. I haven't played <laughs> Violet yet, and I haven't spent any time with, like... I, I want to go through Area Zero with, with the Violet Veridox Pokemon, just mm-hmm. to just to kind of see how it is. I, I have very few feelings at all about any of the Iron, you know, Paradox Pokemon. There are a couple good ones. There are a couple good ones. There are a couple. Which one's Iron Juglas? Is that just the Hydragon? That's the Hydragon. Yes, that's, that's the, the Hydragon, Hydragon but worse. Where they killed the dragon typing on it for no reason? Yep. And it's super small, too. Yeah, okay. So they gave it, they, they, they kept the same typing, and they got rid of Levitate, got rid of oh any possible setup that it could have. No, they gave it flying. Roost. They gave it flying. Oh, it's just dark flying? All right, they got it's rid of dark, the dragon typing. It's dark, they got rid of the dragon typing because they did that, and then Roaring Moon, like, became Hydreigon, and I was but very better. confused. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think some Paradox Pokemon just don't need to exist. I think that's kind of the point of them to some extent. I, I'm a big believer in the imaginations theory. So I think there's Pokemon that I dislike more than, than Iron Jugulus, but we can put it there for now. Okay. We can, we can talk afterwards. Um, in our final round of like consideration, we'll, we'll definitely throw some of these out, right? I like putting Iron Jugulus in the bottom just because it also represents just like the, 
the worst paradox Pokemon. Uh, I could, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, it's just at the bottom of the paradox list for me too. So I'm okay with having it at the bottom five. My uh, top five dark type that I'm gonna put up there is Obstagoon. Mm, okay, and I love Obstagoon. And granted, if Lydian was here, he would 100 percent be agreeing with me. I like, I want to disagree, but I don't think I can. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. They associated it so well with Piers. Yeah. And Piers is associated with being a dark trainer so much that I yes. think it just works out. The branding with Obstagoon is really good, actually, though. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't complain about it being a good dark type. They did really good. I think they've done a really good job in recent generations of, all right, we're going to give this new Pokemon an evolution mm-hmm. and having it actually be, like, good. Like, I think Obstagoon, I think Surfetched. And I think, um, even, uh, what's it? Ferrigiraffe. I really like the design. Ferrigiraffe? Yeah. Ferrigiraffe, Perry the Ferrigiraffe, yeah. All the new ones, like, alright, we're gonna take this old Pokemon that needs an evolution and give it an evolution. Except the Dunsparce, but I think that yeah, was the point. Yeah, the Dunsparce, that's, that's, that was the that's point. The Dunsparce was there to troll, okay? That, Duns- the Dunsparce is just a, the, the troll Pokemon. No, that's what I said. The, the point of the Dunsparce is being useless. So it worked yes. out. So, I don't know. I'm just a big fan of Obstagoon. I like its design. I love the whole, you know, everything about it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue about it. The branding's really good. Like, if we want if we want a Dark-type poster child, I think Obstagoon is a Dark-type poster child. It's either that or I could talk about uh, uh, Skuntank and try and convince you Skuntank is our lord and savior, but that's probably not. That one would be a hard push. You're gonna, yeah, that's a hard sell. Obstagoon, you can get me. You can get me there. Exactly. That's why I'm choosing to, I'm choosing to fight my battles for yep. I need to. Like, Obstagoon's stats are in the right place. It has multiple move pools it can run. Like, it yep. exactly. can be defiant. It can be guts. Like It can do a lot, and I really appreciate it. It has a lot of variety. Okay, so this one, like, I typically don't do legendaries when we do these because I think liking legendaries is, uh, very, uh, very cheap. But I think Galarian Moltres is a really cool dark type. I agree. I can get behind that. I considered nominating that one myself. I honestly think Galarian Moltres is a very exciting. I, okay, to be fair, they did a really good job in general with the regional birds. Except for Articuno, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Articuno deserved better. I still think Articuno is really cool. I like the designs of every single one of them. Every single one of them is very cool. The designs, yes. There's no world where I go, Galarian Articuno is the top five psychic type, right? But I, I definitely think that, uh, that Galarian Moltres is very good. I would, I would even go as far to say that Galarian Zapdos is maybe even a cool fighting type, like almost top five fighting type. So my only issue with, you know, all the, all of those, you know, Galarian birds is they kind of just kill the movesets. The move pools. I mean, they would have been, I think, way too good had they gotten one move of their original type. Yeah. Not even that. They got rid of Roost. Like, they took away all of their bird aspect. Roost was taken away from everything, though. I know, and I'm still upset about it. Yeah, Roost was taken away from everything. Like, Togekiss did not have Roost. Yeah. Uh, And then on top of that, Roost got nerfed this gen anyway, so. Yeah, but I'd rather them have that than having to resort to rest. Uh, I, I think that just makes them too good. Like, especially Glarian Moltres. It's so bulky. Yes. And great. I love Glarian Moltres. I think it has, I think it has the best unique move. Especially with Berserk. I don't, out of all of them, I, I love the Fiery Wrath. Yeah. Fiery Wrath was very good. That's so iconic to it. And I think it has, no, you're right. I agree. It has a wonderful design. I think it's a great addition to top five. Yeah. I think it, I think it sits there. Okay. Bottom, very easy sell. I think very, another very easy sell. Thievel. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. 
because I was li- thinking about like, oh, where's what are some of these like garbage dark types that we have? The evil definitely hits that, and like they, then you have like Mighty Yenna, but Mighty Yenna is kind of cool in that it w- it did it first and it did it in it did it okay. I still like Mighty Yenna. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad about Mighty Yenna. Like Mighty Yenna is perfectly fine. I I wouldn't say it's top or bottom five, but like I and then you look at like Lipard and it's just like okay, Lipard's okay. Uh, but like Thievul is just like <laughs> we we did this again, huh? We did it again, and it does nothing impressive. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I think Thievul, like, it's also, like, one of the more forgettable Pokemon from Gen 8, I think Thievul is. Yes, I would 100% agree with that. I think if I am going to forget a Gen 8 Pokemon, it is going to be Thievul. It will be Thievul. Like, what does it do? Like, other than, oh, it's a thief, and it's just like, okay, but we could have just put, like, Poochiena here. A lot of these Pokemon can learn Thief. I don't even think Thievul, like, got anything special about it. (laughs) Maybe, it's like, it's not even fast. It's just it's just bad. It has unburden, which makes it faster, but also it has unburden. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I really just think they should uh not have it. It's fine. It's a rough life. Yeah, I just don't th- Oh, the shiny's pretty cool though. It's all right. Yeah, Is it but just pink? No, it's like white, or- white and blue. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm into it. Thievil shiny. Thievil shiny's like okay. Oh, that's actually, that's much better than regular Thievul. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have shiny Thievul than, like, regular Thievul. Okay, that's that's so terrible. That would have redeemed Thievul if that would have been normal <laughs> Thievul. Yep. You done screwed up, Thievul? All right. Well, okay, I guess we've just been, we've just been knocking them out of the park here today, guys. Uh, it's very agreeable. Uh, yeah, dark types are pretty, pretty uh, easy to to do, yeah. I'm gonna nominate a worst one. More Peko. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know that I'll agree to that because, like, Morpeko is okay. I'm not mad about or- Morpeko more than I'm mad about, like, Incineroar. Its stats are not bad, but also, like, its gimmick of having Aura Wheel having to switch between types each time. And so, since we're at, since we're at the last, you know, nomination for you yeah, know, both. dark, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my mind, there are several other yes. fairly bad dark types. That I think mm-hmm. are worse than more Pekka. I agree. That might be true. That I agree true. significantly. There's actually. also a couple of ones that are more Pekka doesn't. More Pekka doesn't insult me like Incineroar or something or something else would. <laughs> See, and my next one because my bottom one was going to be Brute Bonnet. I like Brute Bonnet just because it has four. Just because it has four. It's a Moongus, but worse. It's an offensive Amoongus. I love running Assault Vest Amoongus. I'm never gonna hate Brute Bonnet. Nobody wanted this. Nobody asked for Brute Bonnet. Nobody ever asked. Okay. But like, and then the other one would be to, you know, scar all the VGC players would be Incineroar. This is true. Um, how many people are tired of Incineroar by now? Everybody is. Thank God it's not in yet. Uh, I'm I'm putting yet there as the cl- disclaimer, by the way, because like, you know, you just know that they're going to do something stupid. I mean, I understand that we have Thievul in there, but Lyopard is basically the same thing. That is true. If you really want to do it and be like, this is a way that you don't make a regional evolution, like, I think Alolan Raticate's a good choice. Exactly. And I think you can take any of these and then get Zerud out. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm not going to entirely disagree with you, though, Kalad. Yeah, I was going to say, Zerud might be a number six or a number seven. Uh, See? We could probably kick Zerud out for, like... For I for a lull and eradicate, I I'm not against that. Yeah, I, I I'm totally down for that. A lull and eradicate is really bad. There used to be that meme that was going around when regional evolutions came out, when like a regional zigzagoon was shown. Everything is dark normal. Route one dark normal. 
Well, it was the guy with the butterfly, right? And, it was, and it, it, the butterfly was titled like regional Pokemon or normal type Pokemon becoming a regional. And it, and it says, is this a dark type? <laughs> yep. <laughs> because almost every normal type Pokemon that became a regional got dark type. It was actually really bad. And yet we didn't get our dark for it this gen. Yeah. No, I'm waiting for dark for it. Well, we didn't get a lot of regionals. And I have a theory about that, that maybe we got one regional. <laughs> I we got two. We got two regionals. We got uh Wooper and oh, yeah, Wooper. we we got Wooper and Tauros. And I have a theory as to why, but I think that's for another episode. I feel like it's more because of uh the new type, which I, I like. I like Toad School. Um Oh, because they did the the what's it they're not paradox, those are the regional ver- no those are the convergent no, convergent convergent, oh, gosh. I, I think the reason they went to convergent evolutions and hear me out, this is a little nefarious. Is because then you can have a theme team. You can't have eradicate. No, that's not that's not why. They're doing it because every time they put a Pokemon into a mainline game like this now, they have to include every like regional also probably that goes with that, it. Yeah. And so now if they convert to this, they so if Tentacruel's in the next game, you don't have to have Toad's Cruel. They can pick and choose. I mean we don't even have Tentacruel now. Well, especially because it's a it's a new mod. Yeah, it's not a regional. It has its own deck entry, so it's They found a way around regionals. And I think they're trying to phase out regionals so that they don't have to include regionals all of the time. I think Gen 8, they had this feeling where they're like, we can't give evolutions to Pokemon unless they're regionals. And then they got over that uh, for Pokemon Legends Arceus. And and we got back to it in Gen 9, which I'm perfectly fine with. I, I really think that they just need to get over... Because I think they I think Pokemon for a very long time was bound by consistency, like internal consistency. But we want to do this still. Yeah, which is why it took forever for Leafstone to evolve Eevee and stuff like that. Yeah, and then they just got over it in Gen 8, and they just let everything run wild. Now they threw it all out the window. It's fine. I'm okay with Eviolite working magically in Gen 9 on something that it didn't work on in Gen 8. You could have an Ursaring with Eviolite now, and nothing's broken. Exactly. So I want to get us back on track because we still have to figure out uh, one more dark type for each. Yeah, we do. I would put Incineroar in the bottom just because I don't like it. But I know there's a lot of fan people that do like it. I get annoyed by it. I liked it at first. Uh, if we want to, if we want to spite Incineroar, I'll spite Incineroar with everybody else. I'm I'm willing to spite it. I'm sure it'll get top five in fire type. Uh, I don't know. Did we already do fire? We already did fire. Oh, we yeah. did. Okay, cool. We did it in July. Yep, fire type. How did it not get in bottom there? <laughs> because Embor did in Simiseer. That, that's that's fair. I love Simiseer. There are so many bad fire types. There's a lot of bad fire types. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, there are. Five we have for fire are actually really bad. They're like Simiseer, Turtonator, Magmordar, Ember, Embor, and Flareon. Like, tell me those are, any of those are better than uh, Incineroar. I could see a world where I would defend Turtonator. <laughs> like, Maybe. It was pretty bad. It would be a tough defense, but. <laughs> for top dark, I think we have to discuss Umbreon. I don't like it very much, but I feel like it's the quintessential dark. I feel like there are three that need discussed between Umbreon, Zoroark, and Hydreigon. Mm. People are going to be real mad if Hydreigon's not in there, yeah. but also it's a dragon type. Granted, and then here I am in Gen 8 with I love Chiyu. I think the dark fire fish is adorable and wonderful. I think Wo Chien is a more exciting Weavile in terms of design. Yes, that, that, that's also true. But I also think it's a more exciting ice type in... Oh, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I like that I use this. I use this. That's fair. That's fair. 
we never put any dragon types on these lists because every time we go, it's just a better dragon type, right? And <laughs> <laughs> like people will be mad if we don't uh, if we don't at least mention Hydreigon. I mean, we're gonna mention it. I'd much rather if, if it was between Umbreon and Hydreigon, I'd put Umbreon. Probably, yeah. Oh, you also have to think Absol because Absol is a Ooh. is a dark type. Like that. Like when I think dark type, I go straight to Absol. I don't disagree with you, Claude. Absol is more iconic. Yes, but also. Umbreon is Umbreon. <laughs> I'm not a big, like, Evolution fan, besides maybe, like, Letheon, because I'm crazy. I like Glaceon. It's like, Umbreon and Sylveon are the two big Eevees. Umbreon, Sylveon, even Espeon has a lot of hype. But, like, Umbreon is the Evolution that most people like. So it's like, a, I, we ha- I feel like we have to talk about it. Same with Hydreigon. I think Hydreigon could fit in this spot more. Yeah. I- I'm okay with saying it's between these two. I mean, I guess you could say Weavile, but that's more of a nice type. Even then, I, <laughs> I even then I don't think it's top. Se- I don't think it's top five dark types. It, it's been replaced. Weavile, all of Weavile's re- relevance has been killed by Wochian. The only other two I would consider to put up there would be Grimmsnarl. Uh, that screams dark to me more than fairy. You're right. You're right about that. And then King Gambit, because I think King Gambit is a great design. I keep comparing it to everything, and the only thing that, like, gets close is Absol. Yeah. And, like, Umbreon is, like, the OG pure dark type, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That is the OG pure dark type. That and Murkrow. No, no Murkrow's not pure. No, though. Murkrow's a flying type. I know. I know. I'm just... And Murkrow was thrown into Kanto in its own game, so... Same with Houndour, which was, like, really sad. It's real disappointing when all your dark types are in the post game. Yeah, right? Except for Umbreon. I think Umbreon was the only dark type you could get in... Before post game, yeah, correct. That's sad. So that, that's why I'm like, I, I feel like we have to put it in top five. It's, it's not in my personal top five, but I think Umbreon or Absol are the only two that we could put in here to save this list. I think I think it has to be Umbreon. I think it has to be Umbreon. And I'm not going to shame anyone for saying Absol. No, Absol is a good choice as well. Absol is a good choice. All right, so are, are we set on this being our top and bottom five? I think so. I think so. I think so. So our our top five, for those of you at home who have not been keeping a list like we have, uh, I believe it is Crocodile, Alolan Muck, Obstagoon, Galarian Moltres, and Umbreon. I think that's a solid top five, actually. That's a really good top five. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. This is the first top five I think I've been like, yeah, this is this is it. Dark has a deep bench, and yeah. these guys are really good. And then the bottom five? Is Alolan Raticate, Cacturn, Iron Jugulus, the Thievul, and Incineroar. Actually, I feel good about that too. Yes, yeah. so do I. I. Except for the Incineroar, like the Incineroar is definitely us just like spiting it. But <laughs> people are going to complain about the Incineroar, but I'm tired of seeing it. So. Yeah. So like, if, if we weren't to put Incineroar, what would we have thrown in there? Like, we could have thrown in Zerud. We could have thrown in Lyapard. Guzzlord. Guzzlord. I hate Guzzlord personally, but. I like Guzzlord only because when I think of Ultra Beast, I first think of Guzzlord, which is upsetting. I think of Guzzlord and then I remember how disappointing it is compared to every other Ultra Beast. See, I, I'm not a big Honchkrow fan, so like Honchkrow could fit in that spot because I think, you know, Murkrow is just always better. Eh. Honchkrow is really disappointing. There is a fun Honchkrow card though, so I can't be upset at it. Even even Mabostiff, like I understand there was that oh, like the whole storyline with it is great. Mabostiff, but it's... It's just, it's just a dark dog. I would throw Overquill on there again because it's just that bad. Overquill again. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. Well, I know you said it was bad poison type, but we can make it a bad dark type too. <laughs> it is that bad. It is, it is pretty bad. So there, there, there are lots of other options if you want to, uh, you know, yeah. want to save Incineroar, but. 
Mega Gyarados has also just always been disappointing me. As Let's a say, type. if we want to talk any of the Megas, like, the in my mind, my favorite Mega Dark type is going to always be Sharpedo, because I think it's cool. That's yeah, true. But- Mega Absol looks cool, it's just kind of garbage. Yeah. yeah. I wish it would have gotten, like, fairy typing or something. Right? It just needed something. It got a big special attack boost. That yeah. that was what its mega was. It got some speed and special attack. and It was a physical attacker before. Why? I will never forget. I had a Mega Absol close combat my Zarude. My Zarude lived without, like, any investment and then killed it. And I was like, well, mm. that is sad. Oh, all right. Well, this is a good list. We can let everybody tell, let us know what their list is. Next week in the email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. Send those in. Mm-hmm. We're going to kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. We're going to catch you guys on the flip flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National X number 968, Earthworm, the Earthworm Pokemon. When attacked, this Pokemon will wield the tendrils on its body like fists and pelt its opponent with a storm of punches. That was its Scarlet Entry. Orthworm is, like, very, very silly looking, but it's a very fun Pokemon because it gets Earth Eater as an ability, which is a very cool new ability in Scarlet and Violet where you it's essentially water absorb for ground type attacks. Which is nice for a mono steel type. Yes, which is great. It gives him an immunity to one of his two two weaknesses or three weaknesses. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's fun. I mean, it's a fun Pokemon. I don't know what to tell you. It's like its stats aren't great outside of its defense, but it's okay. It the move pool is enough to do things. Oh yeah. I mean, HP seventy, attack eighty five, defense one forty five, special attack is sixty, so non existent. Special defense fifty five, and speed sixty five. That's actually faster than I thought it was. Sixty five. It, it has the highest base defense out of all new Pokemon added into the game. I believe that actually. Outside of whatever dark type lowers the uh, attacks. Oh yeah, technically. Well, actually no, because that's Tian Pao. The only disappointment is that it learns no punching moves. To use with those little <laughs> with those little arms. That's that's a little depressing. Yeah, I wish it just got some like give it like dizzy punch or something stupid. Like I want that. I want I want dizzy punch. It also is one of the only other Pokemon that's not Cyclozar that gets Shed Tail. Yep. So, which is very nice. So it's on it's on a Pokemon that is maybe useful. And which is why they had to ban ban Cyclozar. Yeah, that's actually Shed yeah. Tail. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Because this thing is not broken with Shed Tail. Yeah, it's actually perfectly fine with with Shed Tail. So I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. All right, but we've got a team that uses this Orthworm today for po- uh, for OU battles. Yep. And we're gonna dive right in. I guess I'll just take the first two. Um, Orthworm is uh, holding a Citrus Berry. Has its ability Earth Eater. It is a Ghost Terra type. Uh, its EVs are 252 HP, 252 defense, and four special defense. Um, before I go on, I should say this team was a uh, sample team on the OU uh, OU forums on Smogon, um, and it was made by Piyush22. 21. 25. Piyush25. I have 20. <laughs> I, I see 21, like, staring me in the face. All right. Yeah, you said uh, 22. Okay. Yeah, I did say 22, and I messed oh, up. Oh, I said 25. I don't know why I have 25 here. We're, we're both wrong. Uh, <laughs> One of them is right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> There is a two at the beginning. Impish nature, though. Stealth Rock, Spike, Shed Tail, and Iron Head. It is literally there to set it up and then get out and get your next thing getting ready. 
which is really nice because you could just shed tail right into this Dragonite, which is holding heavy, which is holding heavy duty boots. It's got multi-scale. It tears into normal because uh, this is a very typical Dragonite thing that uh, is out and about. Like that's just what it does now. <laughs> yeah, you just extreme speed. Dragonite is Terra Terra normal extreme speed. Uh, EVs two fifty two attack four special defense two fifty two speed. Adamant nature Dragon Dance Ice Spinner so you can clear terrain. Um, Fire Punch and extreme speed. Uh, you Terra normal and your extreme speed when you get a chance if that's what you want to do that match. Uh, typically you might want to you might want to Terra something else. I think on this team though, looking at what the Terras are, Dragonite seems to be the most common. Uh, I feel like there's two options. Yeah, it's that or Moon usually. Yeah, yeah. Moon. I could see. I could see Moon. Uh, but speaking of Moon, uh, who wants to grab that one? Uh, sure. Next up, we have Roaring Moon holding the booster energy ability photosynthesis, which will give us a boost in our attack because that is what we've invested in here. Uh, we're a flying Terra type, so we can get mm-hmm. stab on something later. Where max attack, max speed with a little bit in. With that extra point in special defense, adamant nature, dragon dance, acrobatics to get that stab off the terry, terra flying, crunch, and roost. And the acrobatics is uh, great because the booster energy also just gets consumed at the beginning. It gets consumed, then you get the attack boost, which yep. is a three or thirty percent boost. You dragon dance yep. up from behind the shed tail, and you're going to be real scary. <laughs> I like how they found a way to make Beast Boost less terrifying with these with these Pokemon. Yep. By the way, uh, <laughs> right? These are these are completely fair compared to Beast. Boost. Yes, Beast Boost was disgusting 100%. compared to this. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Great Tusk, another Paradox Pokemon from the ancient past, holding the Focus Sash. Its ability doesn't matter unless you're battling against a Torkoal, and it has a Terra Steel type. Max Attack, Max Speed with the extra point and Special Defense, Jolly Nature. We're running the Stab, Earthquake, Close Combat, Knockoff, and Rapid Spin. I don't know why we're not Headlong Rush instead of Earthquake, but, um, sure. I don't know either. I, uh, I think Earthquake is okay. I think Earthquake- Earthquake I, is okay, but, like, if you're running Close Combat, you might as well run Ground Close Combat, too. I don't know. What if you don't want the defense drops? I don't know. But you have Close Combat already. <laughs> yeah. Like, Earthquake but, is strong, but- What if you just want to be able to spam EQs, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you're Sash, too. Like- <laughs> also your sash on your rapid spinner which is weird but sure i don't think it's meant to be a rapid spinner i think the rapid spin is just meant to be a speed boost that's fair that that could be the case though it is also our only rapid spinner or hazard control yeah yep uh we'll take the last two claude take us home okay so our last two are a setup and another support mon that we have being espathra uh with leftovers speed boost terra type fairy uh, max H- or 248 HP, 228 defense, 32 speed, bold nature, uh, zero attack IVs with stored power, dazzling, calm mind, and roost. Kind of just meant to sit there and, you know, take some extra hits and whatnot. Um, well, meant to, you know, calm mind up and win the game most of the time. Because you can calm mind up, get your speed boost, and then they can try and hit you as you now wall and defeat yeah. everything in your path. Um, but the last Mon is Breloom with another Focus Ash, Ability Tactician, or Technician, uh, 252 Attack, 4 Special Defense, 252, or, uh, Speed, Adamant Nature with Spore, Sword Stance, Mock Punch, and Bullet Seed. Kinda just does- That's you know, Breloom. <laughs> that's that's Breloom. Breloom. I'm actually really happy with how well Breloom's doing this gen. Like, it's doing pretty well. I'm kinda surprised we're not 
running any coverage for either Goldengo or a flying type, but hey, yep. sometimes you don't need it. <laughs> you, you just bring in Great Tusk and you EQ. You're done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're done. Like, we we did it. I fixed Goldengo for you. Yeah. That is fair. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, we have a Roaring Moon for Goldengo, so. This yeah. is true. We have a couple ways to deal with Goldengo. We have Fire yeah. Punch on our Dragonite. Yep. We're yep. going to be fine. This is it's uh, fine. Not terribly too worried. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want this team shiny, join our yep. Patreon at patreon.com slash buckle podcast. I played a match with this. I was pretty happy with it. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll have to play some more matches, but it was fun. Yeah, I, I've been playing a couple of matches with it. And, you know, it, it's hyper offense. You're, you're trying yeah. to set up and win. Uh, watch out for Ting Lu's and their, uh, what's it called? Whirlwinds. Because that's a little annoying, but outside of that, you're fine. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually a big fan of Tinglu too. I need to really sit down and just build an Uber's team, or not an Uber's team, OU team. And I, yeah, I just, I like I, this. This meta has been kind of fun after it settled down a little bit. When it before it settled, it wasn't fun. I don't think, but <laughs> it, it's a lot better now. Once they sent the Chiyu away, um, yes, life got, yes, life got okay. Yep. Um, and then with yeah. I think that's that. That's the team. I mean, it's it's offensive. It's you pretty much lead Orthworm, click your shed tail, set up, win the game. Yeah, or set up some hazards first before you shed tail. If you're lucky. it depends what you're up against, but yeah. If you're in front of a Garchomp, you can live there all day. Uh, <laughs> Even if you're in front of you know Cinderace, it can't kill you in one hit, and you can always get off a shed tail. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then what? You go straight to Dragonite, and you click DD until something happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to be it for our poke of the episode. We've got one more segment for you, though. We've got our mailbag, and I'm pretty excited to read this one. So let's kick it on over to that. It's mail time. Send in your emails. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com and we may read your email on the show. Last week we got way too many emails. We're not going to be able to read all of them, unfortunately, but you can check them out on our Discord. Next week we will too. So. Yeah, probably. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Uh, last week's question was, uh, what do you think about Ash leaving? And boy, oh boy, did you guys have opinions. We're going to go ahead and read a couple of those for you this week. But of course, before we forget, this segment of the show is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, a green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Uh, now in spicy blackberry and it flavor, right? Is that what it is? Uh, Flamin' Cheetos? You mean Flamin hot berry? Well, no, no, there's like, because we got, we got the Paldean variants, right? So like... We have Flamin' Hot... Bulkberry? Flamin' Hot Blackberry, you got, uh, you got... Bulkberry! You gotta, you gotta stay in the theme. Ah, that's true. That's a good one. We have watermelon. 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 It's just watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> just watermelon. <laughs> just watermelon. And then the other bulk, bulk berry. Just regular bulk berry. You know, yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> Let's forget what just happened there. And we're going to jump into it. Our first email is going to be from uh, from Sleeve. I believe Sigma's got that one. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I hope you're keeping well and enjoying the start of the year. I honestly did not think I would ever write an email about Ash leaving the anime. This is truly the end of an era. I saw him take his first steps in the anime as he jumped about in his bedroom, watching an intense battle between a Nidorino and a Gengar. I saw him catch way less than them 
way less than them all. Every time he went to a new region, I saw him try and fail time and time again to win various Pokemon leagues. Now here we are. Our goofy, headstrong, mid-tier trainer is a champion of the world and finally hanging up his hat. Honestly, this has stirred some emotions. As has been mentioned before, Ash has been a such a constant. Him and Pikachu have been synonymous with Pokemon for a quarter of a century. I will be it will be very strange seeing the anime, the branding, continue without him on the face of it. Just to make room for Charizard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is no Pikachu at the front anymore. There's no way that Pokemon dumps Pikachu as a mascot. There's no way. No, no. But like, will the new character have a Pikachu, or will it just be Salvatore's Pikachu? There's 100% going to be a way that Pikachu gets into the anime. <laughs> a Pikachu. I shouldn't say the Pikachu, but a Pikachu makes it into the anime. It could also be Pichu. I can see them doing Pichu the entire time, too. No, I think I think they can't move off Pikachu. I, I can see a world where somehow this girl is connected like it's in the same universe because they have the same l right the same league l they have the pokemon league l yeah yeah so it's in the same universe i i like to imagine and maybe like it's going to be more heavy-handed than that but i i like to imagine it's in the same universe but i would love to see a world where somehow she gets like a pichu that's like pikachu's offspring or something <laughs> part of that like constant and then the pichu just evolves very quickly after something like that or it's already evolved yeah we'll see We'll see what happens. It it will be curious. I mean, yes. How many Pokemon have we seen in the news for the new series? Like, isn't it just shiny Rayquaza? We've only just seen the three starters. We've just seen the three starters. There's three starters and shiny Rayquaza. I think the shiny Rayquaza, though, legitimately only happened. I think it's the same animation as something else. And they just it recolored might be it. from the Mega Evolution special, and they turned it was it from some it was from other some other special, and it uh, they just literally just changed the color. I know Ash isn't the best trainer out there. Out of the protagonists of the franchise has given us with characters such as Red, Gold, and others actually winning things in the manga. But Ash's goofy, devil may care personality and sheer determination in the face of his averageness made him the most endearing and reliable character. He also spread a good, positive message to young fans that you are not always going to be the best, no matter how hard you try, but so long as you have fun, you're doing a good job, unless you lose to Lucario Kid. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Lucario Kid was a disappointment. (laughs) Wait, which one's Lucario? Who's That was Unova. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost to the guy without a full team. Uh, I remember that. I remember that. (laughs) Uh, That was a low point for him, but it's fine. He bounced back and lost to a Charizard with a water type. Uh, (laughs) It was was a dragon type Charizard, to be fair. That is fair. (laughs) But his Greninja was also like a very special unit still lost. (laughs) All right. I'm going to miss the boy. Pokemon has been a comfort show for me for many years, and the departure of Ash will definitely change my relationship with it. But I'm optimistic for the future and hope that it features in some way in the new season or gets a spinoff as an adult. Anyways, thanks for the u- thanks as usual for the terrific content. It makes my Monday mornings nowhere near as arduous. With peace and love, sleeve sleeve. All right, thank you for that. Our next email is going to be from the once and future gamer, and oh boy, did you have opinions! Hello, Puckle Crew. Once and future gamer here. And it's the first time I'm writing in after six months or so of listening and working my way backwards through previous episodes. Either it slips my mind, or I don't have any strong opinions on the topic, one way or another, or 
as it usually is the case. It's an episode from eight months ago. Yeah, this week, though, I am blessed with neither of those conditions, so I write in. I've been hanging out on the Discord for a bit, and was kind, and it was kind of an unofficial New Year's resolution that I would try and write in at least once a month. Well, we appreciate that, and look forward to more of your emails. Just make them shorter, please. A little bit shorter, pl- Yes. Big fan of the franchise, although there have been some points where I've stepped away for a time, though I really got back into it during the pandemic. Do you want to know what has been a constant through all that time? Always there when I came back into it and inevitably had to check in on was the anime. Ash Ketchup. I remember when I was a kid. I recall my first episode, the Island of the Giant Pokemon episode, where you could see what each of them was saying, and I was hooked. He's been there in the background for 25 years, and when I found he was leaving, I'm not going to lie, it brought a little bit of a lump to my throat. I didn't think it was going to be a hard reset, though. I think that he'll appear again and in somewhere along the line. After all, there have been countless times where characters have reappeared. I thought he'd be, I thought he'd be around forever. I was surprised when Misty left, and I was even more surprised when Brock left, but I always figured the boy Ketchum would be there forever. His character resonated with me when I was younger because he wasn't perfect. He would make dumb mistakes, and for the sublime, there was also the ridiculous, he could go from beating a Regice or a Latias at the end of one season to losing to a first form starter at the start of the next. Perfection was not a word that could be a plot. And yet, the, that craziness worked, particularly in the anime logic of the early seasons. Who can forget the immortal, aim for the horn moment? <laughs> it's why the anime resonated so strong with me at that age, because it worked different to the game. And there were so many epic moments. Perhaps the one that always sticks out in my mind is being Charizard vs. Magmortar ba- uh, battle above the volcano in Cinnabar Island. That was a great episode. That Dude, okay, season season one and two of the anime, honestly, the first five seasons are some of the best Pokemon anime. Changed my mind. Uh, I like the more, I like the recent ones. I think they're cool. Journeys has been good, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. The the shift to Unova was rough. Actually, all yeah. of Unova was rough. Unova but, was just the worst season. Yes. It just went on forever. He had a rotating team that you never knew what was on it. Like, and nothing was evolved. <laughs> we had Palpatone. Like, that. that's all you really need to know. You got Pig Knight at some point. That was something. That doesn't oh. make it better. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I think he kept a sniper. <laughs> Uh, I do believe, though, that they could keep Team Rocket in the anime, though, to ensure that continuity, and to my mind, there are three ways they could easily do it. One, I call this the ninth time lucky way. Giovanni sends Jesse, James, and Meowth to Paldea to do villainy things, and after they admit defeat in the hunt for Pikachu, they've given that Team Star doesn't really, um, and given that Team Star doesn't really come across as the same sort of threat as the Rockets did in that generation, I can see them getting up to all sorts of shenanigans to try and gain a foothold in Paldea. Second option is, I call this the grandfather's way. Giovanni has long been theorized to be one of the possible fathers of Ash Ketchum, along with Professor Oak, which I can't really see, and Silver, a random kid from Chronicles who interacted with Richie. Now, there's a theory that Jesse and James follow Ash and Pikachu because Giovanni has tasked them to keep an eye on his son. Now, if one of the protagonists does turn out to be Ash's kid, then there's the chance they might do that for his grandchild. I I think that theory is a little far-fetched, but either way. I think that one's pretty far-fetched, because Silver is 100% Ash's dad. But moving on. <laughs> Should be, yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the third option is, I call this the deja vu way. Now, maybe it is Ash's kid who goes on a journey in Paldea, and he sends Pikachu along as like a non-battling bod- bodyguard to keep an eye on them. I actually really like that idea. I think that's a great way to keep Pikachu around in the game. Be like, mm-hmm. Mr. Mime was for Ash. 
when he was traveling uh, with Journeys. Yeah, that's what I think needs to happen. I, I absolutely think that needs to happen. Team Rocket might as might well follow over the, as the obsession continues, you know. Uh, this might seem far-fetched, having powerful Pokemon with you that doesn't really battle, but the same way that we see Coridon, Maridon, and Scarlet and Violet in video games. Just a thought. Either way, it seems like something different, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing what they do with it. So interesting times lie ahead, I think. Only the, only the future will tell. I think it will follow the Scarlet and Violet storyline quite closely, so we will have to see. I can see all the main characters from that game appearing, Arvin, Penny, Nimona, so long once a future gamer. I do agree, though. I think it will follow the Scarlet Violet storyline. I hope it does, because the Scarlet Violet yeah. storyline is very good. I, I do hope it does. Well, three-fourths of it is really good. I don't think the gym challenge was interesting. It was okay. I, I think that just, that that felt standard because that's in every mainline-ish game. I think you needed that to, like, anchor ourselves, right? Yes. Mm. I think that's required. But I can totally see, you know, you take the two new characters, you have one of them, like, and they now go on this journey to, you know, fight mm-hmm. the Titans to help save Arvin's Mabistiff, and... You know, uh, they also fight Team Star, and, you know, one of them does the gym challenges at the same time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, like, I love the idea of, oh, cool, we're going to have Nimona there who wants to only challenge one of the two of them, and that's the one that does all the gym challenges. Like, yeah. I think you have a very strong, like, I would say, like, 100-episode season you can easily do oh, just yeah. through all that. Absolutely. <clears throat> if not more. Absolutely. Because there's so much you can do. Each block of the anime is typically, like, 150-some episodes, 140 uh, something like that. Um, I think you could easily do that with Paldea. Very easily. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with all the Paradox Pokemon mm-hmm. and, like, that That just leads to movies on movies on movies. Because I think they'll follow the same, like, thing they did with Sun and Moon, where it's, oh, cool, we can focus around the classroom-esque type setting of being at the school and doing all these different things. And then, you know, all right, after we've done, you know, Paldea 1, Season 2 is the Ultra Beast season. Or for this, it'd be the Paradox season. And you can have a whole thing with that. I think they've set themselves up to make a very good anime in the future. Or not uh, not say very good, but like... I mean, I'm also... I'm kind of also excited because you see a lot of the comments and a lot of these emails that we've received, and even what I said last week, in that, like, Ash means a lot to us because we resonated with Ash, but I'm kind of excited to see the next generation resonate with a new character and and kind of get, like, that rookie trainer feel again. Uh, so I, I'm kind of excited to see that happen and see if like kids really, really resonate with this new character, but we'll see. All right. Our last email today is another long one, uh, from the real thin Tros. Uh, uh, everybody gets one. Uh, please don't send in <laughs> long emails like this again. Hi, Puckle crew. The real thin Tros here. I've only been listening since late August, but I genuinely love the podcast. I don't know how I've never stumbled across you guys before now, but here we are. I love the format of the pod, the different personalities and points of views of the different hosts, and the content of the episodes I've listened to so far. On to the email of the for this week, though. This may get a bit long, so if it gets read, feel f- free to cut bits out. I've heard a few topics come up that have made me want to send an email, but this one really got me. A bit like Thatch, I didn't realize how deeply I felt about the anime until I learned that it was kind of ending. Around the time Ash made the final eight, I started to tune into the episodes as early as I could watch them each week. I understood that the tournament could be the end of an era for us, and I got really emotional about it. Watching the episodes weekly was my own personal little journey into my nostalgia, and it sort of took me back to the early days as a Pokemon fan. I watched the first episode of the anime at a friend's house as part of the morning cartoons here in Australia. I collected the cards that when I was when there were three English sets, I got blue version for Christmas one year. I got a game from each release since then, 
And although the amount of effort I put into being a fan has ebbed and flowed over the years, I found myself getting very excited while watching Ash make his way to that final battle. Ash was sort of a self-insert character in this world. I was pretty young when I first watched the show, and I felt like Ash was me, experiencing all the things I... I was watching it in each episode. I recall being confused why Ash wasn't actively trying to catch them all, or why he wasn't winning every battle, if becoming a Pokemon <laughs> Master was his aim. I think I decided early on that Pokemon Master wasn't a title one earned, but a standard to live up to. Ash would never seem to achieve this goal, but rather in pushing himself to its fullest and trying to better himself in everything he did, he was being a Pokemon Master. I didn't know more recently how close I felt to that character. This all peaked in that last battle with Leon. I was on the edge. Blood pumping, practically shaking with excitement, covered in goosebumps. Then spoilers, I guess. Pikachu got that visit mid-battle from all of the Pokemon friends of the past. I am a 31-year-old man with a wife and two kids, and I'm not ashamed to say that I cried as I watched it. I always wanted to watch Pokemon with my kids. I kind of got my eldest to watch a bunch of the original series, but they lost interest after a short while. I bought them a few Pokemon plushes. They got an Eevee each because they can go on to become whatever they want to get, right? (laughs) Um, my youngest once grabbed a Panchef off the shelf at a store and wouldn't let us leave without it. I couldn't wipe the smile off my face that day. I still have a few thousand cards, none of the original. I lost my first collection and started again a few years ago. I'll keep buying a game or two from each release, and I'll probably keep up with the anime from here onwards. I still play Pokemon Go every day. I will keep listening to this podcast. I do feel, though, that we are losing something from the world of Pokemon, and that hurts because it feels like a huge part of my life is being lost, too. Anyway, sorry for the rambling. To recap, Ash retiring the show is huge to me, and it kind of sucks. However, I know Ash isn't necessarily retiring from his quest, just that we aren't following him anymore. And that has to be some comfort. <laughs> Thanks again for your podcast, The Real Thin Truce. That's pretty good. That's actually exactly how I feel, so... <laughs> <laughs> I have no comments other than that is that is how I feel. All right, well, thank you for that. What do you guys uh, think about the Green Taurus badge? Who do you want to give it to? Uh, Nobody's got it. Oh, no one has it? That's right, it's New Year. It's a New Year? It's a New Year. Yeah, Once in uh, Future once Gamer. Once in Future Gamer. Yep. Works for me. Once in Future Gamer. We will get you that on the Discord. I think you're always there, so it's very easy to find you. So uh, we, will, we will get you that Green Taurus badge. Thank you for that email. If you want to email us next week about what your top and bottom five favorite Dark-type Pokemon are, please uh, let us know over at uh, PucklePodcast at gmail.com. Until then, if you want to hang out with us, come over to uh, PuckleDiscord.com. You can, of course, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you want to keep up, I will be streaming this week. I had to or I had to take this past week off, but I will be back either Tuesday or Wednesday on YouTube at YouTube.com slash PucklePodcast with some some live streams. And I will eventually, at some point in February, start streaming. Yay! We should work on that. I'm going to get a good schedule with yeah. me and you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do like a... It'll be some sort of challenged run, either yeah, yeah. All, only one Claude's Eye, or we're going to do Mono Poison, and we're just going <laughs> to go through the game. And then, of course, uh, you can always uh, help us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. We really appreciate that. But other than that, I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been R. Sigma. And I've been Claude Nine. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.